what we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing <clears throat> the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. Indeed it is. Low live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. Today is Tuesday, February the 6th in the year of the Lord 2024. This is episode 1017-1017 of the Brian Hank Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, will be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Listen, we've got another great show for you here today. Joining me in less than 20 minutes, he's our regular Tuesday guest. Uh, he's a news director for the Carteret County News Times and CarolinaCoastOnline.com. He's also our NBA and hoops expert, Richard Clark. Man, he's going to be proud of me. I spent pretty much my entire prep time uh, for the show today. I mean, obviously, getting my monologue and everything ready for you. But, man, looking at... Trade possibilities, the NBA trade deadline is this Thursday, just in two days. I've been looking at stuff. I have I've tasked him. Uh, I hope he's able to do it. If he's not, it's all good. But I've tasked him with uh, three trades he would like to see uh, happen at the trade deadline. And I think it's going to be pretty active. I really do. I really, really, in fact, is <laughs> the reason I was four seconds slow starting the show today is because I was looking at uh, one that involved Reggie Bullock Jr. Not necessarily a trade, but just uh, a Houston area writer saying that uh, he really does need to be traded. And I agree. I, I'm a little bit confused because when you go to ESPN, you see how much he's uh, Reggie's making. It only says like a million something. But he had signed that $11 million deal with Dallas last year, got traded to San Antonio, got bought out of that. But I thought San Antonio was playing, was paying the $11 million. I guess it's Houston that's paying the $11 million a year. I, I just I get so confused about this stuff. But we'll talk to Rich about that. We'll talk about, uh, man, uh, Brandon last night with 41 points in their win last night against uh, the Toronto Raptors. Uh, man, there's rumors about LeBron on steroids. He sent, uh, Rich sent that to me yesterday, I think, if not yesterday, day before yesterday. So we've got a lot to talk about, man. We're going to be talking about the Super Bowl too. That is on Sunday college hoops. I mean, we, believe me, we'll get rich on here and it'll be gone. But the time will be gone before we even know that's how it always goes when we have him, him here on the show. Uh, making her debut on today's show. It'll be in our second hour. It'll be our. We're going to start having monthly guests from UNC Lenore Healthcare. Uh, this young lady's name is Brittany Howard. February is American Heart Month. She's going to give us some great advice on how to take care of your old ticker. And listen, we're a lot of you that listen to me. We're we're all uh, people of a certain generation here, or uh, a certain age level, and that's one of the things we need to do. But she uh, works with uh, cardiac rehab. So we're going to be talking to her about that and uh, just say, you know what, some practical common sense stuff to uh, help with your heart. But that'll be the first half of our second hour. And then about 25 minutes into our second hour, 
Uh, we'll be joined by LCC head men's basketball coach Matt Grantham. We've not had him on here in a minute. Uh, they've been on the road, so uh, they are at home tonight. Very much looking forward to that game tonight. I know uh, Mike Martin's going to be there. Jacques Passeleg, are you going to be there? Don't know if Jacques's listening or not, but Jacques, let me know. I know Keith Spence is going to try to be there. He might get there a few minutes uh, late after closing his shop tonight, but we're going to have a pretty good crowd. Of course, Ricky Whaley's going to be there. Rick's going to be on the mic uh, doing his awesome PA things that he does. So uh, it's going to be a good game tonight. Fayetteville Tech tonight, 6 o'clock at LCC, the first time that they've been home in about a month. And on top of it, too, it starts uh, the final homestand of the year, four straight games at home. You got a game today. You got a game on Super Bowl Sunday at 2 o'clock. Uh, and there's a couple of games next week. And then they uh, close the season with a uh, three-game road trip before uh, the playoffs start. So uh, get out there tonight if you get a chance. Uh, you'll definitely see – well, you know, I, I hate to say definitely because God knows – Life can rear its ugly head, and uh, you, you miss sometimes. But I'm going to do my best, as is Hot Linda, to uh, be out there tonight to support our Lancers. Again, that's at 6 o'clock against Fayetteville Tech. If you've not been to a uh, uh, an LCC game yet, let me tell you why you need to go. And it just there's several reasons. I mean, you're supporting a hometown team. You're supporting players from our neck of the woods. And they're they're really good this year, too. I mean, they're 11-9 and nine overall, 9-6 and six in Region 10. They've had a little bit of a swoon here in January, but a big reason for that is they've played the number one team or the number two team in the nation a couple of times. They have uh, it's uh, they've been on the road. They had like a six game road trip. So uh, we uh, get out there and support them. And I tell you what I like about it too is game starts at six. You'll be out of the sportatorium by eight o'clock. That's the beauty of it. Yes, there's no TV. Uh, so the game tips off at six half times right around six 45, And then you're out of there by seven 45, So still got a little bit of your night to do too. So, uh, it's fun, man. It's so much fun. And again, you're supporting our hometown team right here at Lenore community college. But so, uh, looking forward to that. Looking forward to having Matt Grantham here on the phone, uh, in our second hour. So there you go. That's our three guests. Richard Clark here in the first hour, Brittany Howard from UNC Lenore Healthcare and uh, LCC head men's basketball coach, Matt Grantham in our second hour. Uh, then we'll play the birthday game and we'll be wrapping up the show and it'll be over before we know it. Okay. Uh, listen, uh, underdog fantasy, uh, the big game, I'm not allowed to say Super Bowl. So the big game is this Sunday, and if you want to uh, have more fun with it, if you're like me, and, and this is a good way to put it, if you're like me and you don't have a, a dog in the hunt, you don't have a team, I mean, I, San Francisco, yeah, that's cool. Kansas City, it is what it is. I like the game itself, just enjoying watching the game, but you want to juice it up a little bit, you want to have a little more, bit more fun with it, Go to Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. Uh, make an initial deposit up to $100. Use the promo code HANKS, and you will get matched for your $100. I got to tell you, Jason Bryant and I are having a blast with this. Uh, Paul Whittington's playing it, too. And what's neat, well, especially with uh, Jason, is we message each other back and forth, and we, we share our winnings. We share our close losses. It's a lot of fun, man. Uh, it is. It's a blast. I, uh, I didn't play last night. Uh, I was, was, uh, <laughs> uh, busy with the boys, uh, doing our birthday game stuff. So I didn't really get a chance to play last night. I will be playing tonight and definitely 
for the big game this weekend I'll be playing. Uh, and it's just so much fun, man. But, again, go to Underdog Fantasy. Go to underdogfantasy.com. Uh, either uh, use the app, and if, for your initial deposit up to $100, they will match you up to $100. Use promo code HANKS. I would really appreciate that. I get cool points if you do that, so uh, please do that. Okay, that's Underdog Fantasy. Hey, don't forget the uh, WRNS St. Jude Golf Classic. It is Saturday, March the 9th at Cutter Creek. In fact, just a little over a month, what, a month and three days away is uh, the WRNS St. Jude Golf Classic. It's another one of uh, Jason's babies that uh, he worked so hard on. And, and it's for a good cause. The money, all proceeds that are raised from this, Go to help children at uh, St. Jude, and uh, I believe it's in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, they help children there. So please do that. Uh, if you want to play, uh, go to WRNS.com, click on the golf tournament logo, and register there. Again, it's Saturday, March 9th at Cutter Creek. I promise you, you will have a lot of fun. Okay, uh, LCC men's basketball team. Again, they're 11-9 and nine overall. They're 9-6 and six in Region 10. Finally, it seems like it's been a year. It's only been about a month, but it feels like it's been forever. We get to see our Lancers tonight at 6. They'll take on Fayetteville Tech. Uh, it should be a pretty good game. should be a really good game tonight. So looking forward to that. And then they also play at home on Super Bowl Sunday, uh, this Sunday at 2 o'clock against Southwest Virginia. It is. Uh, today starts the final home stand of the season, four games uh, at home over the next couple of weeks and uh, get out there and support them if you can ecu men's basketball they are 11 and 12 overall four and six in the american they next play on saturday when they are at uh, utsa that is university of texas at san antonio uh, ecu women's basketball on the other hand they're playing really well they're 13 and 8 overall they're six and four in the american they're in a five-way tie for fourth place in the american conference but only one game out of first uh, the Lady Pirates there, home versus Charlotte, Saturday at 2. I will be on the PA for that game. So uh, if you get a chance to get out there and see that game, uh, you can have a lot of fun with that too. Sorry, I had to take a sip there. Uh, ACC basketball last night, only one game. It was a very good game. Our, uh, our you like that? Our <laughs> Virginia Cavaliers. They win 60-38 to 38 last night at home against Miami. They are now 18-5 and five overall, 9-3 and three in the ACC. But even at 18-5 and five and in second place in the ACC by a full game over Duke now, they're still not projected to make it to the uh, NCAA tournament, which is just insane to me, absolutely insane to me. They are uh, in the uh, AP poll yesterday that was released not even close to being in the top 25. They're like number 32 in votes. So uh, I'm just confused. I, I don't know, man. I, and that's one of the things we'll talk to Rich about. Just the ACC. I, and listen, I know, you know, in this year, in this age of analytics and, you know, number crunching and quad one and quad two, quad three and all that, you cannot tell me. Listen, Carolina deserves where they deserve to be. Duke deserves to be where they are. But you can't tell me that Virginia, who is actually ahead of Duke in the ACC, now they've not played nearly as tough a schedule as Duke and definitely not as tough as Carolina, but still, <laughs> you've got they're projecting nine teams from the Big 12 to make it to the NCAA tournament. Right now, three, and it might even be down to two now since Virginia won at Clemson last week. Uh, I just, I don't know. Like I said, we'll talk to Rich about that here in a little bit, but I just, I'm, 
I just don't get the NCAA. And if Virginia, if Virginia keeps this up, and as I look at the rest of their schedule, they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games left. So a lot can happen in the next eight games. But goodness gracious, I mean, they're at Florida State this week. They'll probably be underdogs in that game. But they're home versus Pitt, home versus Wake Forest, a team that really blew them out earlier. They'll play at our tribal Virginia Tech on February 19th. And then in a two game and or two games and three games span, they'll take on Carolina and Duke. They'll be at home against Carolina on Saturday, February 24th, and then at Duke on March the 2nd. Those are going to be big games. If Virginia, I don't think they have to win both of them, but I think if they won one of those two games, that would uh, help their uh, help their resume for making it to the NCAA tournament. I know I'm being very Virginia heavy here right now, but again, it's just frustrating. It's absolutely frustrating. And Spence, you're right. Spence uh, just messaged me and uh, he said uh, Virginia has twenty point twenty plus point losses to several teams, including freaking Notre Dame. Yes, you're right. They should never have lost to Notre Dame. But it was on the road, and that just that's ACC game. And thank you, thank you, thank you, Mr. Dawson, Forrest Dawson. St. Jude's is in Memphis. I, I knew it was Tennessee. I got that wrong, though, but thank you, uh, Mr. Dawson. That's right. St. Jude's is in Memphis. Uh, but back to you, Spanish. You're right, 20-point losses, but they're 18-5. and five. Let's see. Those losses, they lost by 24 at home to Wisconsin. Okay, Wisconsin's a pretty good team, though. Uh, Memphis, they lost uh, by 23 at Memphis. Memphis is in the top 25. Eh, The at Notre Dame one, I'll give you, man. I mean, they should never have lost. A, have lost that game in the first place and then lose it by 22. And you know what? When you look at their losses, their closest loss. Thanks for making me look at this, Spence, but their closest loss is by 16 at NC State. I mean, they've got five losses and the closest one, 16. That's crazy. What? Uh, like I said, 24 to Wisconsin at home. Uh, no, no, no. That was actually a uh, Big Ten ACC uh, game, and it was not played at home because they've got a an NCAA best 23-game uh, winning streak at home. Uh, but uh, they lost by 23 at Memphis, by 22 at Notre Dame, by 16 at NC State, by 19 at Wake Forest. So, yeah, I can see that. And even their wins have not, uh, other than beating Miami last night by 22, they barely win at Clemson by one. Uh, they, uh, they don't uh, beat the spread when they took on, they did not beat the spread when they took on Notre Dame uh, on January 31st, a game that I told you, told you. Dude, they were given uh, 13 and a half points. I told you they weren't going to do it. They only win by 12. So I guess I can see it to a degree, but you would think there would at least be a 10 or 11 seed. So we'll see what happens with them anyway. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. But that was the only uh, ACC game that uh, took place uh, last night was a 60 to 38 game or win that uh, Virginia had over Miami. It does get busy over the next couple of days, though, in the ACC tomorrow. Carolina will be at home against Clemson. Uh, Carolina seven and a half point favorites in that game. A little surprised it's not more than that, but uh, at this moment it's seven and a half according to ESPN bets. Uh, Georgia Tech will be at home against Wake Forest, and then uh, Boston College will be at home against Florida State. That's tomorrow night. Wednesday, uh, Duke will be at home against Notre Dame. Uh, NC State will be at home against Pitt, and then Louisville will be at Syracuse. So. A busy next couple of days in the ACC. Yeah, 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 Mr. Clemens, I know. But we beat y'all at our place, and I got a lunch out of it. So 
<laughs> there you go. Hey, high school basketball. Uh, it's busy, busy, busy tonight. There was only one game last night. Bethel Christian Academy fell to seven and fifteen overall as they uh, lost last night, sixty-eight to thirty-eight against uh, New boo, boo, boo. Yeah, against Newburn Christian Academy. They will be at home. Today against Durham, Liberty Christian. And if you're like Liberty Christian, aren't they from Richlands? Yes, there are two Liberty Christians that Bethel has played this year. One from Richlands and then against Durham Christian tonight. And that'll be a boys-only game, according to Max Preps. Uh, then they'll be at, both teams will be at Greenville Christian Academy Friday. Uh, the rest of the games that'll be, that's the only game that took place last night was uh, Bethel losing uh, at Newburn Christian Academy. Hey, uh, Kinston's boys and girls, they are on the road in teaching or not at teaching. I'm sorry. Against, uh, James Keenan in Warsaw against James Keenan. Uh, the Kinston boys are 15 and five overall. They're eight and one in the, uh, East central two a, uh, James Keenan's boys are 12 and five overall. They're six and two and a pretty good team though. Although the last time that, uh, the Kinston boys won, Although, uh, when the Kenson boys, uh, won against Keenan back on December 15th, it was 77 to 53. So we'll see if, uh, Kenson can keep that up tonight against Keenan. The Kenson girls are 11 and 10 overall. They're three and six in uh, the East central. They take on the James Keenan girls tonight who are nine and nine overall three and five. The last time that, uh, Kenston and Keenan played on the girls side, uh, Kenston lost a heartbreaker 37 to 36, uh, on a shot. At the buzzer, that was a foot inside the three-point line. The player uh, came the Kinston. The Viking came across uh, the three-point line, hit a shot. But uh, I mean, when I say it's not even like her foot was on the line, she was actually a foot past the three-point line, just miscommunication there. And uh, could be a lot different. They could be four and five in the conference instead of three and six. But uh, we'll see if they can make up for that tonight. And Keenan North Lenore, the boys are six and thirteen overall. They're two and six in the conference. The North and North girls are seven and twelve overall. They're three and five in the conference. They are at East Duplin tonight. Uh, East Duplin's boys are two and seventeen overall. They're zero and eight. The girls, though, man, they are very good. Seventeen and two overall. Seven and one. East Duplin's girls are. Uh, last time that North and North played East Duplin, they beat the boys won fifty six to forty three. North North girls lost, so 56-28. That was all the way back on December 20th. South Lenore, the boys are 3-16 uh, and 16 overall. They're 0-9 in the conference. They've lost nine in a row. The South Lenore girls are 7-11 and 11 overall. They're 3-6 and six in conference play. They travel to Southwest Onslow. That is going to be a tough road to hoe tonight for uh, the Blue Devils. The Southwest Onslow boys, 14-5 and five overall, 7-1 and one in the conference coming off that uh, win against Kinston on Friday night, and then the Southwest Onslow girls there, 18-0. and 0. Overall, 8-0 in the conference. The last time South North played Southwest Onslow was at home on December 15th. The boys lost 71-52, to and the girls lost 55-22. to uh, Parrot Academy, it appears their season is complete. Both boys and girls ended on two-game winning streaks. Both teams finished 5-16, and 16, and I'm almost positive both seasons are complete. I know I saw that uh, their eighth-grade team, and I believe their JV team was uh, playing in conference tournament action. But I saw nothing about uh, Parrot Academy's varsity, so I think their season is over. Clay Harrell or David Moody, if you're listening, hit me up. Let me know uh, if that's true. I'm pretty sure it's true. We told you about Bethel. How about Green Central? Their boys are 10-11 and 11 overall. They're 5-4 and four in league play. The girls are 6-15 and 15 overall. They're 3-6 and six in the Eastern Plains 2A. Both teams at Washington tonight. Uh, Washington boys are 13 and seven overall. They're six and two in league play. The girls 
are two and fourteen overall. They're one and seven. And the last time that uh, Green Central Washington played was back on January seventeenth. Uh, the boys, the Green Central boys, lost sixty nine to sixty six. However, the Green Central girls won 58-56, to so it should be pretty good games there tonight. Aiden Grifton, the uh, Chargers boys are 11-9 and overall. They're 2-7 and in the Eastern Plains 2A. The Aiden Grifton girls are 2-19 and overall. They are 0-9 in league play, and they've lost 12 straight. Uh, they are home tonight against North Pitt. Uh, the uh, North Pitt boys are 2-17 and overall. They're 1-7 and in league play. However, the uh, North Pitt girls, very, very good. Uh, with an NC State signee, Mr. Clemson. Clemson. Mr. Clemens. <laughs> He's going to love that. Uh, the North Pitt girls are 16-3 and overall. They're 8-0 in the league. Uh, and the, the last time Aiden Grifton and North Pitt won, Aiden Grifton's boys won 75-64. to That was back on January 10th. The girls lost 55-3. to Yes, you heard that right. That was not a, a, a mispronunciation there. Uh, Aiden Griffin's girls lost North Pitt the last time they played 55-3. to Jones Sr., the boys are 10-11 and 11 overall. They're 1-6 in uh, the Coastal 1A, 2A. The girls are 3-16 and 16 overall. They're 0-7 in league play, and they've lost nine straight. It's a busy week for the Trojans. They play three games this week. They start with Pamlico County at Pamlico County tonight. Pamlico is 13-8 and 8 overall. They're 7-1 and 1 in the league. Pamlico's girls are 10 and 11 overall, but they're 6 and 2 in the league. The last time these two uh, teams or these four teams played, Jones Senior lost 88 to 40 to Pamlico. The girls lost 52 to 19 to Pamlico, and that was at home on January 18th. Okay. Uh, I tell you what, we'll get into uh, Hometown Heroes uh, with uh, Rich on the line with us here. Uh, for 65 years, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223 or visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trent, to find out how you can change your life today. And thank you to Richie Honeycutt, to Dr. Rusty Hunt, all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. And joining us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line is uh, our regular Tuesday guest. He's our NBA. He's our hoops expert. And, uh, man, do we have a lot to talk to him about today. It's our good friend Richard Clark from the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. How are you doing today, dude? Good morning. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. Just uh, trade deadline, the NBA trade trade deadline, just two days away. I've done all my Google searches. I've tried to find somebody that might take uh, Reggie and give him some PT here, you know, in the second half of his 11th season in the NBA, dude. I got to tell you, man, I'm really struggling. The only thing I came close to uh, finding, and it wasn't even really a trade offer. It was just a, a – uh, uh, who is this? Uh, clutchpoints.com. Have you ever heard of that site before? I have, but I don't know how viable they actually are. Yeah, that's pretty much how I felt, too. Uh, they were saying Reggie's got to be traded. Uh, that's the only one that I found that could actually put something out there and, and said. And here's what confuses me. When you go to ESPN, and this is where you're going to have to do the uh, NBA education of Brian Hanks here, Rich, is that – when you go to NBA.com and you look up uh, the Houston Rockets and 
salary and all that. They're showing Reggie only being paid like a million and a half. And I think that's correct because when he was traded from San Antonio, San Antonio bought, San Antonio bought out his contract. Unless, right. uh, unless, and this may be where I'm confused, Rich, is does that $11 million that he's being paid, because he is being paid $11 million this year total, I guess that's between the buyout with San Antonio and the uh, whatever he's making from the Rockets. Is that against the cap? Is that $11 million against the cap, or is Houston actually paying him that money? Um, I'm not exactly sure, but I think that's not, I don't think that's 11 million against the cap. I think that unless, unless the NBA counts what San Antonio was paying against the cap, but it doesn't count against Houston's cap. So I would not think that would count against whoever he decided to be traded to. You know what I mean? Um, I just don't think that would be the case. So I think it's only the 1 million, but it's probably somewhere involved in a, uh, you know, excuse me. He's got the mid-level exemption. He's a because he's a veteran, so maybe that has something to do with it. I, I don't know. Well, but, he's absolutely not getting PT, dude. I mean, he did. He has played in the past couple of games, but ten minutes in a thirty-five point blowout, and then five minutes in a game uh, where they got blown out. So, I mean, if it's any kind of a close game, dude, Reggie's not getting any uh, play whatsoever, and. And again, listen, I know to Joe Blow NBA fan, they're like, oh, whatever, what, you know, but dude, you know, we're invested. We're here in Kinston. We're invested and we want the best for this young man. You know, I think I'm, I'm, I agree. And I'm not exactly sure the salary cap implications of that salary. So that probably limited, um, but to what you had asked me prior to the show, I would like to see Reggie get traded to the Knicks. Okay. And. Um, he's got history with Thibodeau, so maybe he could do that. And they've got some contracts that would more than cover his salary with Evan Fournier and some of the guys that aren't happy with their playing time in New York. So maybe something could get done. Uh, the Knicks don't have a lot of assets, but I think that's something they could probably work out because they need a wing. They need a wing defender, really. So I think that'd be a good a good landing spot for Reggie. I love it, man. I'm I'm here for it too. And on top of it, he came on when he came on the show. Not the last time. Well, you know what? Maybe it was the last time he was on here, and we were asking him. You know, he's because he's played in several places. I think he's played for six teams now. And uh, I asked him, you know, where's where was your favorite place? And he said. It was New York, man. I mean, he's a he's a city kid anyway. I know he's from Kenston and all that, but he loves being in the city. The the Knicks fans embraced him. I remember watching some league pass games and I mean him getting all kinds of cheers. That and it, as we've said plenty of times before, he is much closer to the end of his career than he is to the beginning of his career. I wouldn't mind seeing him uh, end out his career in New York, dude. Yeah, that would be a good spot for him. And and hopefully they can get something done because there again there are several teams. the Cleveland Cavaliers could use him there's there's several teams that could use Reggie I just don't know the salary cap implications since he's moved twice in the last year you know uh, as you were saying earlier the, the trade machine on ESPN they use the 11 million so you're going to have to get a salary within that 11 million to make a trade but I'm not certain that's the way. It, it all comes out, shakes out at the end. 
Well, very good. Well, that's what that was. Uh, I was about to say homework assignment, but I only asked you about thirty minutes before the show started <laughs> uh, to come up with uh, three trades you would like to see, and we'll get to those in a minute. Uh, but I've got to ask you, man. Uh, you sent me this. It was, I guess it was yesterday. Maybe it was Sunday, but about LeBron and uh, someone that's ready to blow the whistle on him with steroids. And uh, well, that was Kale Sonnet, who is not nobody. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know if he's got any evidence or he's just throwing stuff out there on the fan, but um, he's a you know MMA guy for a, a real Hall of Fame type wrestler, top collegiate wrestler. So he's not any. He's not a nobody. Yeah. So, but you know, well, tell everybody about that. that. Tell everybody about that. Uh, this this guy is accusing uh, LeBron. He basically says LeBron's doing steroids, and he said he's got yeah. the receipts to prove it. Right. <laughs> that's what he says. You know, we'll see. The NBA is not going to touch this. You can believe that. And why is that? You I know, mean, and you you were you messaged me that, and yeah, and I mulled over, it and I think you're right. But tell, why do you think the NBA is not going to touch this about LeBron? Well, I, first of all, we have to go into the gray area of what's illegal and what's not because I don't know where the cutting edge is right now. You know what I mean? I do know this. A lot of the actors that go from a role where they're kind of doughy and then six months later they're super ripped and they're doing Roadhouse, you know, <laughs> those, those are more likely some form of steroids. Now, they're not the old steroids that you and I grew up with that make you real puffy and all that. These shred you down. You know what I mean? There's rumors that that's how J-Lo got the way she got when she was going out with A-Rock. I don't know that any of that's true, but, you know, it looks like it could be a possibility. So to that point, they're different. And, and that means that the testing, is the testing caught up? Is this stuff legal or what? You know, it's a really big gray area. However, the, the big one to me is the NFL and the NBA saw what happened to baseball when the Bob Costas of the world kept pushing and kept pushing and kept pushing. And then what happened? It came out that Jose Canseco said what he said, that 70-some percent of the uh, Major League Baseball players are using. Everybody scoffed at it. Turns out he was probably right, you know? Yeah. Um, and the NBA and the NFL do not want to open up that, that Pandora's box. They just don't. It's not good for the league. I've said to you, all, you know, in confidence that and privately that I have my suspicions. I mean, look at LeBron. I mean, if it was anybody else that you didn't like and was playing a different type of sport, even like a weightlifter or an Olympic athlete, and you saw him when he was 25 and you see him now, what's the first thing that would go through your mind? Yeah. But it's LeBron, so we don't think much about it. I would go so far as to say it wouldn't shock me one bit if Brady had been doing it. I mean, the longevity that this gives you now is different. It's just not what it used to be. Most of us still think of steroids when we hear it in that context of Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire, the drugs are not like that anymore. They, they're much leaner and they do different. They do a different outcome, put it that way. Well, we keep saying steroids, but it's not necessarily steroids as much as it's uh, what human go human growth hormone, human growth and yeah. EPO and, and that sort of stuff. It is really the, the, the determinant factor with these things. Um, essentially it allows your muscles to work harder and then the EPO allows your muscles to rest better and, and build and you build off of that. But again, they don't straight up build muscle mass anymore. They shred you down. If you want to get 0% body fat, that's how you're going to probably do it. 
especially if you need to do it in a time frame. Well, I'll tell again, you this. I don't know what's illegal and what's not. So, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, we could be talking about a drug that's technically legal. You know what I mean? So where do you go with that if you're a league? Do you say, no, you can't do this? Is there a hard line there? Or do you just kind of turn your eye and say, yeah, we don't allow steroids, and then just turn your back? No. Which is what I think they do. You're right, and I agree with you. I- I've got to do a callback, though. Did you watch Saturday Night Live this past Saturday? I did not. Uh, the musical guest was Jennifer Lopez. Okay. Well, there you go. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I got to say about that. Okay. Yeah. Well, all I know is how shredded <laughs> is she? Is she, is she oh, dude, come on, man. I, she's that's still my point. as gorgeous as she's ever been, but dude, I mean, her, she's got the body of a 23 year old dude. I mean, well, well that's that, what that I mean. doesn't that's happen that, naturally, you know? That, that's what I mean. And if you go back and you look at, for, for the women out there, Channing Tatum in the Magic Mike movies, uh, Jake Dylan, Dylan Hall in uh, his boxing movie, um, Ryan Gosling in that spy movie he did for Netflix. If you watch those movies, those guys are shredded, man. Well, hey, don't so, forget, hey, don't forget Ryan Gosling and Barbie. Come on, you saw that, right? Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about <laughs> minimal body fat. Yeah. So how did you get there? There's only two ways. Okay, and I'm not going to say they didn't work extremely hard, but we're also talking about time frames, particularly for athletes, I mean, for actors. I mean, you just came off one movie. You got six, eight months to do another movie. Do you really have time to go, you know, to Russia and train in the mountains chopping wood <laughs> good job rocky yeah yeah that's... yeah exactly because he didn't do any steroids <clears throat> <laughs> dude you're not near an open window where lightning can come in are you <laughs> hey I, you know i love me some rocky movies i know you do man. um so well there you go well lebron and steroids we'll see if anything comes with we'll that see. yeah and i'm with you i mean and again, I love your analogy and you're absolutely, you know what, this would be one of those I'd love to get Chris Hatcher on here. You know, our, uh, guy who played, uh, in, uh, in major league baseball for 10 years, just to, cause he's very familiar with all the drug testing and everything. And now he never failed a test. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that he knows how hard it is to, you know, to get to the top of your craft and doing it naturally. I mean, and he did such a good job doing that, but you are absolutely right though, Rich. I mean, the drug steroids and everything, it almost brought baseball down i mean it definitely brought yeah. it down to its knees and almost took it out and uh baseball I mean, is just now recovering seriously i mean in the last five years and look how long that took yeah, yeah. so I, I just don't think the other leagues you know nfl <laughs> nfl does it right they uh, i should say right they do it pr right Every year, as I told you, they roll out some special teams guy <laughs> that got busted for steroids in training camp, and they ban him for half the season or whatever. And they go, hey, look at our great testing policy. Meanwhile, you've never seen anybody of significance get busted in the NFL. Who is the last big NFL player that – and we can even do the same thing for the NBA. Who I mean, that drug-wise, right. drug-wise, not for waving a gun on Instagram or anything like that. I'm talking about who was the last – major significant yeah significant player in uh the nfl or in uh in uh the nba and i dude i can't off the top of my head come up with one dude that's what i mean that's my point um it just doesn't happen anymore they don't they would i guess deandre hopkins but you know again 
I go to with DeAndre Hopkins, how long had they known about it before he got to be the character they didn't want to mess with anymore? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? They'll let you get away with it when you're productive and you're winning. But the minute you're not, it's like anything else. They're like, yeah, no, we're not dealing dealing with that anymore. Wow. Well, like I said, uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I like that. Okay, uh, how about Brandon last night? Did you watch the Pelicans game last night against Yeah, uh, he, he looked good. Raptors? He and Zion looked good. Um, I'm curious to see. They've been actually playing pretty well lately, so I'm curious to see if they can keep this going. And I will say this, while having watched that game last night, if you go out there to play the Pelicans and you don't have a player that's better than Zion or Brandon or both, you're in trouble. Yeah. You just are. I mean, because they can get the looks they want. If, if you can't defend one of those two, you're in trouble. Well, when his stroke is on like it was last night, dude, he had five straight three-pointers at one point last night. Ended up with 41.6 rebounds, nine assists, and a block shot, and that was in just 30 minutes. I mean, uh, man, Brand- Brandon can blow up on any given night, can he? Oh, absolutely. He, he's a, a really, really good offensive player. And um, when he's got it going like he did last night, and it wasn't the threes. It was really what got him into that rhythm is he was getting a lot of those mid-range jump shots from the baseline off of one dribble and things like that. That's what gets him into a rhythm. And, again, you know, him and Zion were working pretty well off of one another last night, which is – I don't want to say it's unusual, but it's probably not the most common sight for Pelican fans. They kind of trade more than anything else. Your turn, my turn type deal. Yeah. But last night they were playing pretty well together. But again, everything looks great when you're making shots. Oh yeah. Well, uh, 29 and 21 right now the New Orleans Pelicans are. They do lead the uh, their division right now. But it, from what you told me, it doesn't matter if you lead your division or not. They don't do like the NFL does and give you you know if you're. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you're eight and nine and you get the four seed. They don't do that in the NBA. I mean, they no, do it straight from the conference, right? Yeah, right now they're in the play in. Yeah. So. Well, but they're tied with Phoenix, so yeah. they're they're right there. They're only a game back from Sacramento, who's not been playing particularly well lately. So you know, but the West is a monster. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Clippers are going to end up the top seed. I watched them last night too. Uh, I'm going to tell you what: if Kawhi's healthy. Man, I can't even believe I'm about to say this. But if Kawhi's healthy, they're going to win this thing. The whole thing? Man, you can't match up with them if Kawhi's healthy. Because Kawhi is essentially LeBron four years ago. Wow. He's so big and so strong that you you have to put a bigger band on him. Well, then what? Because now you need at least two other 6'6 guys that can defend because they got Harden and Paul George. And Harden... Like I said last week, he's playing the best as a point guard in the league right now. He looks great. Make no mistake, great. Well, what's crazy is, and you were talking about Western Conference, and you made me pull up the standings here, one yeah, through four, separated by a half game, first through fourth. Half game. And Minnesota half was game. kind of in control of this thing until a week or so ago. And doggone if you didn't call that last week. You told me you were worried about them, and – you were worried. Remember, we kind of compared. You kind of yep. compared them to uh, uh, New Orleans last year. When New Orleans, now they were well, there's only thirty games in or whatever, and they were leading the Western Conference, and they just fell apart. You really see? You said that last week. You could see that scenario happening with the T Wolves. Doggone, dude! You called it. It's kind of happening. Well, the T Wolves have something that that 
the Pelicans did. Number one, I think that, and this is my opinion, I think their coach is better. Okay. Number two, they have Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, if you watch him at all for any amount of time, about half the time you go, wow. I mean, he's just, you can just, I don't know how to explain it other than say, when you watch him play, the guys that are really, really good just move different, and he does. That's kind of all I can explain it, how I can explain it. He's he's going to be, if he figures it out, he's going to be the best player in the league, and it might not be close. Wow. Hey, where's he at right yeah. now? Where's he at right now, February 6, 2024? Okay. Top 10, yeah, he's top 10 right now. He still takes a lot of bad shots. Um, clearly, he thinks shot first, and his defense comes and goes, uh, but he's 22. <laughs> so, <laughs> Do you remember 22, Richard Clark? No, I'm so old now, I don't. <laughs> Dude, I feel you, man. Okay, well, here is a homework assignment time. Uh, like I said, that okay. I gave you 30 minutes before – uh, we came on the air here. Uh, trade deadline. It's Thursday. I cannot believe. I can't believe how fast the season is going. But that's just an old age thing more than anything. But uh, trade deadline's Thursday. I ask you to come up with three trades that you not that you necessarily think will happen, Rich, but trades that you would like to see happen. And if you want to reiterate the Reggie one, uh, hit that one again before you hit the other ones. Reggie, Reggie to the Knicks is what I'd like to see, okay. and they could make that work. And again, let me let me say that making these trades is not that easy because you know there we don't know all the ins and outs of the salary cap and uh, the assets of some of these teams. I mean, if somebody could right now tell me how many first round picks the Thunder have, then you probably get an A plus in NBA knowledge because it's just it's all over the place. You know, they own uh, the Clippers twenty. A 2028 pick, and they have a protection on it, or first 10, or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of hard to tell from the outside. So, but I would like to see Reggie trade through the Knicks. I think he could help them. And the Knicks have been playing pretty well, and they're going to need some shooting with Randall out. I don't know how long Julius Randall's out, but his shoulder looked pretty bad, so I would suspect at least a month. So that's the first one. Well, uh, I'm with you. Second. I'm with you. I would love to see that happen. Uh, just to, again, for me to reiterate, probably the high point of his career. And I think, uh, I mean, yeah, he started a lot of games in Dallas. He started a lot when he's with the Lakers and Brandon. But, dude, they loved him. I mean, he was straight up loved in New York. And it was, uh, there were disappointed people when he was when he uh, ended up signing with Dallas a couple of years ago. So, yeah, I would love to see that too. Okay, what's your second trade? Uh, Jacob Pertle, who plays for the Raptors, I'd like to see him be traded to the Thunder. I okay. think the Thunder needs some size, and I think he would be, with his skill set, he'd be able to fit in with the Thunder a little bit. Well, tell us so a little I'd bit like about him. I'm not, i got to admit, I'm not that familiar with him. Who is he with now? And uh, He's with Toronto right now. Okay. He was with uh, San Antonio a few years um, prior to that. He's 6'11", European center, so you kind of know what you're getting. But that means he has a skill set. But more importantly, he's got bulk which is what the Thunder do not have right now, currently playing Chet Holgram at center, which is like my pen <laughs> playing center. Yeah. He, he, he needs to eat a Big Mac or two. That's for sure when I see Chet Holgram. He's going to be really good, though. Um, he's got the one thing that I, I kind of wonder about Wimbiano sometimes, and some of the younger guys, too, uh, you kind of wonder. Chet, I don't wonder with Chet. Chet has the 
I'm going to show you how good I am. And, and I recognize it when I see it. And I suspect I know where it comes from, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> I think, I think Chet has the, that I'm getting ready to show you something attitude. And I, I really like that. So I think that kid's going to be good. That's awesome. Okay. So that's your second trade then. Uh, and how do you pronounce his name again? Jacob. Jacob Pertle. Jacob. There's no, yeah, but there's no R in Pertle, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> these Euro, these crazy Europeans. Okay. What's the next trade you'd like to see? Uh, Tyus Jones, who ah. I think North Carolina Duke fans remember that name. I'd like to see him get traded either to the Orlando Magic or the New Orleans Pelicans. Okay. Um, uh, ideally, I think I don't know the locker room impact, so let's be clear on this. I'm not on the inside on that one, but I think it's time to move CJ McCallum. I think he's done. Okay. Um, I think he's probably got a year or two left, but you know you can get out from underneath the contract. And as I said before, New Orleans needs an adult point guard, and they're not the only ones. The Magic do as well. So I think Tyus Jones would help either one of those franchises make a playoff push. Okay, who's Ty? And I, I apologize, I'm not the the Wizards. The, the Wizards, okay, okay. Yeah, so they're looking to get, you know, they, at this point, I don't know what they're looking to do because they're the Wizards, but um, they should be looking to trade everybody they got. Yeah, Jordan Poole, Kyle Kuzma, uh, all of them. And to that point, they have a big man named Daniel Gafford. I would like to see get traded to the Suns or the Mavericks. Both of those need size, um, and Gafford could supply that. You know, the one name – okay, do you have any more? Because I've got one, a couple that I wanted to throw at you. I got one more. Hit one me. more, and I'll let you get at it. Um, Mikael Bridges for the Hornets. Yeah. I'd, li- I'd like to see him get traded to the Nuggets. Okay. Now, the PR thing might not work in Denver with, with Bridges. Yeah. But um, – Well, remind everybody who don't, exactly. who don't know uh, the legal troubles um, he's had. Yeah, he, he had a domestic violence situation that apparently wasn't very – was pretty bad, put it that way. Um, yeah, I didn't know how to word that. I, I was, was waiting, I was waiting to hear. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, so the PR in Denver might not be good if they bring him on, but he's exactly what they need. And the word is the Hornets are shopping. Okay. So maybe they could get him on the cheap. Well, there you go. Well, there. here's the one, and it's, you know, and I hate to be uh, like ESPN and just talk LeBron all the time, but – he was actually asked about being traded. He has said he doesn't want to be traded. His agent has said he doesn't want to be traded. He wants to, you know, see what's going to happen there in uh, L.A. But how much of that is a smokescreen, though, dude? Because you got to think he's not going to show all his cards. And I'm talking about LeBron. I'm talking about his agent, too. I mean, okay, 0%. You know, I love doing this with you, Richard. 0% means he is absolutely 100% not going to get traded. 100% is, yes, he will be moved before Thursday where would you put the percentage of LeBron uh, being traded by the Lakers over the next couple of days? I don't want to say zero, but I, I just don't see it. Okay, I, I just don't know why what their incentive would be because nobody's going to give up a ton because his contract's up. Yeah, so he could, you know, you're not going to do that unless he's willing to sign an extension. Um, then maybe, but again, who would want it, Charlotte? Yeah, you know, somebody like that. Well, he he's got to have a uh, no trade clause, doesn't? I mean, oh, he would God. have to you agree know he to. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I can't see him wanting to go to Charlotte, right? No, I mean, what, the best place for him would probably be somewhere like Miami again, somewhere like that. 
because I mean, you know, he's going to change your team because he's LeBron. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and I don't mean that they're going to be better. They they probably will, but he's going to change the complexion of your team because he's going to handle the ball. It's the same as having Luca or one of those guys. You know, they don't play fast. So you, you if you're a fast break team, you really don't want them because they're not going to help you. They're going to slow the ball down and play at their pace. But that's the, that's what makes them who they are. They can control tempo. So if you do that for LeBron, you have to be in a situation where you don't need your other guys to score quickly, put it that way. Wow. Well, that's the LeBron angle. What about Andrew Wiggins, man? I mean, I've you know, you keep hearing rumblings and especially as bad as Golden State is this year. I mean, they're they are let me look at my standings here real quick. Uh they're not even in in fact they're a whole game, maybe two games out of being in the playoffs right now, and I just don't know if they're going to get any better, man. It seems like Clay they're is, not. and I love Clay, man. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Probably my favorite player in the NBA right now is Clay Thompson, man. I, I just I love him. I've always enjoyed his game. I mean, he's not you know the the jersey popping, you know, look at me kind of guy. I've always liked his game, man. Very complimentary and just one of the best shooters in history, but I dude, Andrew Wiggins is, he, he is an asset. He is somebody that they could, they're not going to trade Curry, man. They're not going to, nobody no. would take clay right now. Draymond is such a knucklehead. You don't know what you do there, but I see Andrew Wiggins being that type player that could be traded. What do you think about same using the same thing that I used with LeBron there zero to a hundred. Where do you, do you see him being uh, traded in the next couple of days? I would say it's unlikely, maybe 10%. However, let me say this. I would have never taken the GM job with them as, as again, go back to Duke. It's a Mike, Mike Dunleavy is the GM now. I wouldn't have taken that job because the only way to be successful was to blow that team up. You keep Curry, you trade everybody else. Maybe keep Kaminga if you can. But everybody else needs to go. Because what I would try to do if it was me, and I was coming in cold and – didn't have the emotional ties that anybody associated with the current franchise does. I would trade, I would package Wiggins and Thompson and trade them right now. Because they're, again, they're, they're not going to return to form where they were two years ago. And two years ago, Andrew Wiggins was great. That's why they won the championship. Yeah. He gave them a rebounder, a secondary rebounder and a secondary score. He's nowhere near that right now. I don't know what happened last year. You know, that extended absence he had, nobody's ever reported it. So I don't know what happened, but he hasn't been the same since he came back. And Clay is done as a starter. He, If he's willing to accept that he can come off the bench and be the heat check sixth man, then he could probably extend his career another five years or another, at least another four. But I don't know that Clay's going to be willing to accept that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, this is the same guy that's – holding up four fingers when he's fussing with Devin Booker and stuff like that. <laughs> so I, I just don't know that he's going to be willing to accept a six-man type role. But that's with his shooting ability, that would be ideal for him. You come in, if you hit two in a row, you stay in. If you don't, they pull you out. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'd be perfect for him. Because the other big factor for the Warriors is Clay was an elite defender before these injuries. Elite. He could guard any wing in the league. He cannot do that any longer. Yeah. And that's the real problem with the Warriors right now. It's Wiggins and Clay were elite defenders when they won the championship. They are not anywhere near that right now. 
And so now everything falls on the younger guys, and that hasn't worked out for them. So if it was me to get back, I would package Clay and Wiggins and trade them right now. Wow. I like it. Uh, last one, because i got to get some Super Bowl talk out of you here in a little bit. But uh, Wahoo Wah, my, uh, my, my guy Malcolm Brogdon, uh, who seems like uh, – I mean, he's always popular whichever locker room he's in, whether it's Boston or Indiana or now in Portland – but uh and i'm looking at a bleacher report report a bleacher report report a, re, a bleacher report uh, story here that's saying that he will be traded that it's almost certain that he's going to be traded he wants to stay in portland but he's probably going to be traded your thoughts on malcolm brogdon brogdon could be a big help too again i wouldn't be somebody like i don't know you know there's rumblings that he's not a good locker room guy um, but I don't know what that means. You know what I mean? I don't know. That could be a situational thing. So I hate to put that on somebody. But that being said, that would weigh heavily on my decision to bring him in because obviously you consider yourself a contender already if you're bringing in Malcolm Brogdon. He's not a guy that's going to carry you, but he could be a guy that pushes you over the top. That being said, teams like Orlando and the teams I mentioned with Tyus Jones – they need an adult point guard, and at this point in his career, that's what Brogdon is. Now, the flip side is Brogdon can't guard the little quicker guys, and that's sort of his problem right now. So you have to pair him with a wing that can defend the smaller, quicker, you know, point guards of the league. Well, very good. But I think I think it's highly likely he gets moved more than anybody else we've talked about. He's probably the most likely. And Bleacher Report agrees with you on that. I just, uh, I, I'd love to see him be able to stick in a place, and you know, it is what it is, man. We're 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 way way past those, that that day and age of somebody. By the way, shout the out team. to Wahoo Wah. DeAndre Hunter came back last night and looked really good. I did not see that. Mm-hmm. I I knew he'd been out for a while though. I'll have to check that out. How about I, I tell you what? Before we get off basketball though, uh, dude. I was bemoaning before you came on the air with me, uh, just my Virginia Cavaliers, man. I mean, 18 and five overall, nine and three in the ACC, and not even sniffing the uh, NCAA tournament right now. In fact, the last, uh, now this is before last night's win against Miami, but uh, ESPN had him, or Joe Lenardi, whoever, you know, the bracketology guy, has Virginia not even in the first four out, but the next four out. So at this moment, basically, he's got three teams in the ACC or in the NCAA tournament, and Virginia is not one of them. Well, what? I just don't get it. And I know who it's who they got in front of them: Duke and who else? Duke, Carolina, and Clemson. But they're second in the ACC right now. Uh, Virginia. Yeah, that, that that's ridiculous. Yeah. If they finish second in the ACC, they're gonna get in. It just Man, it's that simple. It befuddles me, man. And Keith Spence made a good point uh, when I was, like I said, I was whining about it this morning before I pulled you up. And uh, he was right, though. They're 18 and 5. And check this out. I don't know if I've ever seen this before, Richard. <laughs> Their closest loss in the in the five, they're 18 and 5. The closest loss they've had in those five losses is 16 points. Okay. I think uh, that's got to play into it a little bit, right? Yeah, the old people. Okay. Well, again, I, I say this about most things these days, perspective and what you're looking at it through the eyes that you're looking at something through. We're looking at that as, as 16 points is, oh, good Lord, that's a loss. Not today, it isn't. Yeah. With the way the three-point line is, you can erase and create a lead in a matter of four possessions. 
And and that's the reality of the game now. So, you know, I don't necessarily that that differential anymore unless the only time I think differential matters, you know, and and for people out there that don't know, that's the one loss point totals. You know, the only time that matters is if you're really killing people all the time, you're winning by ten plus every single outing, or you're losing by ten plus every single outing. Other than that, that stuff doesn't matter. It just doesn't. You know, it could have been a bad matchup. You could have ran into a guy that hadn't hit a three all year and hit 12. You know what I mean? It, oh, yeah. It's just that that to me doesn't matter. I think Virginia has a, a little bit of a bias in the sense that they're not very fun to watch. <laughs> I think that matters. Unless you're a fan. I, dude, I agree with you. When I talk to uh, my friends that are basketball fans, too, they say the exact same thing. It's like, it's like Look, watching paint dry. It's, you know, they don't, I, they don't even them. get into their offense until five to seven seconds left in the shot clock. I, I can see it. I can see it. But I love it, though, dude. Oh. Most people do not like stifling defense. They say they do, but they don't. They 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 don't like stifling. They watch it. Um, you know, they, if if the offense is not scoring a lot and people are being locked up, most people don't enjoy that. They they say they do. They say they enjoy the good basketball, but what they really mean is they want to see people make threes and dunks and all that. That's just the reality of what spectators like. Virginia is hard to watch, but make <laughs> no mistake. Unless you're a fan, unless you're a fan. Well, make no mistake. Tony Bennett is probably in the top five coaches in college basketball, but without question, he's the best defensive coach. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and, and I watched a fair amount of ACC this weekend to prep for the tournament to begin my prep. Yeah. And I watched the Duke Carolina game, which by the way, up until the last four minutes was a really entertaining basketball game. High level play, really entertaining. And then I watched State and Georgia Tech, and so you know I'm starting to get a feel for what everybody's got. Virginia is the same as they always are. (laughs) (laughs) They will suffocate you like a boa constrictor. Well, it's ugly unless you love it, like I do. And I mean, I hey, I got no problem. They only gave up 38 points last night to Miami, and bear in mind. And everybody knows this. It's a forty-minute game, Richard Clark, and they they Look, didn't even give up a point a minute last night. I, I enjoy it because, as I've said to you, and probably on this show, one of the things that I look for when I'm watching young basketball players is, do you know how to rotate on defense? Yeah. And, and I'm not even talking about any exotic looks or anything like that. I'm just talking about the straight you cover for that guy. Somebody covers for you stuff that they used to teach us in junior high. Um, and Virginia does it better than anybody else, period. I mean, it's not even close, really. You told me a better defensive team than Virginia. Because Virginia doesn't have – they got more athletes than they've had in the past, I will say that. But they don't have a roster full of athletes or anything like that. I mean, they're not turning the dogs loose like, you know, Nolan Richardson days in Arkansas or anything like that. They're just suffocating you. Yep. 40, like, minutes, 40 like, minutes of hell, Richard Clark. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, we're not really that. At 40 minutes of hell was Arkansas. Y'all are more like the <laughs> lady working at the nursing home that's putting a pillow over the old lady's face. <laughs> God, Rich. That's, uh, that's a little dark. <laughs> that's a little dark even from you, dude. Yeah, but when you watch Virginia, that's where your mind goes. <laughs> it really does. Hey, can, can you hang out with us a minute or two into our second hour sure. to talk of uh, the Super Bowl? No problem. I love it. I love it. Well, I'll tell you what, that'll wrap up our uh, first hour 
of the Brian Hanks show today. Uh, again, uh, thank you to Richard Clark for joining us. He will be uh, joining us here for uh, a, a couple of minutes to our second hour. Uh, also in our second hour, we're going to have uh, Brittany Howard from UNC Lenore Healthcare. We're going to have LCC head men's basketball coach Matt Grantham uh, joining us to uh, get us caught up on his Lancers who are at home tonight against Fayetteville Tech. That'll be in the second hour of, uh, of the Brian Hanks show presented by our good friends over at Lenore Community College.